Borderlands. You would talk like that. Would you I, please come to the counter? <laughs> sound like a white Obama. A white Obama. I had to say it again after I turned the mics on. Okay, are we in there like swimwear or are we out of here like the stratosphere? Hopefully the stratosphere. No, we want to be in there like swimwear. Dude. Oh. Everyone knows that. Except for me, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show, everybody. Welcome in. It's Pod Heaven. With Austin and Devin. With your hosts, Austin and Devin. We did it. We finally did it. to gesture that one yes but a lot of people don't know what the gesture is because they're not watching on youtube they don't they're listening on spotify thinking that this podcast is just like a spotify itunes thing but we have a youtube channel pod heaven austin and devin go find us on youtube dude check us out physically physically (laughs) check us out it's <laughs> a lot going on there dude lots of sound effects lots of sound effects chill yeah. out on sound effects <sighs> chill out on sound effects I mean, dude I didn't, stop I didn't, stop I didn't bro. say that stop don't don't stop <laughs> uh joe budden is doing his podcast and he got Carried away with the air horn a couple episodes. <laughs> That's where I got the idea to use the air horn was from him and the gunshot yeah. too. I don't even have my iPad. Oh, where I'll, is it? I'll get it. Oh, I guess I'll just entertain the people for a little bit here. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode nine. We should have had wine for nine. <laughs> what, what are we hell? doing? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Devin. You, you need to be on YouTube to know what I just did. You got to. But if you're not... That's okay. Then you don't. Because if you are, then you would be. Well, we all just need to learn from our mistakes and go watch it on YouTube. Yeah, man. We have grace with the people yeah. who don't support us on every platform that we post our podcast on. <laughs> you got to yeah. go listen to it at least four times to hear it on all the platforms. If you really want to be one of the heavenites... The Heavenites. Nice. You know, Cody Bird. Cody Bird is a Heavenite, dude. Cody Bird. Shout that dude's a Bird. dedicated fan. Nice. And I don't mean the guy who like asks you about your career and says, I'm your biggest fan, bro. Don't let me forget. Don't forget about me. <laughs> He's like the guy who has like heard my newest song and has given me feedback on it and like just reaches out to me to show me he supports me every, every, like, Every week, yeah, pretty much. That's great. Yeah, yeah he's dedicated. Good man. for him, man. So, but last week we had some chicken. Oh, 
We had some KFC. We had Remember? some KFC, yes. I brought that over. Hey, Today was a, Jimmy Jones. This is a health podcast. We don't have KFC on the health podcast. <laughs> yeah, don't tell him. Shh. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> anyway, continue. It was it was uh, healthy Kentucky fried chicken. Yes. It's healthy fried it, chicken. It was sprinkled with essential oils, so. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> and I, dude, I don't know what happened, but there was this little piece of a bone. Oh yeah, that I I remember swallowed. That. Did I tell you when I, it happened? Yeah, you're like, like oh, it got stuck I, in my throat. Yeah, <clears throat> and I yeah, and it still hurts. And it's it's been since last Saturday that I feel like something was stuck in there. But I don't think it would be stuck in there that long, right? No, it probably just went down sideways and scraped all the way down. Scrape, oh, or a bruise. That's what Ashley kept telling me was yeah. what probably happened. I don't know. I'm not a chicken bone expert, but <clears throat> I feel like that could happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I don't know, uh, but it made it hard to sing and it made it hard to breathe a couple of mm. times. Yeah. And then a couple of times when I was smoking weed during the week, I took a really hot dab <sighs> and uh, it just like burned in my throat and it brought back that sharp pain, which is why I thought something was stuck in there. But I think it's getting better. Yeah. It's probably just damaged somehow. Yeah. From that chicken bone. I'm like, dude, what if it worked its way into my lung? I hope I don't have a chicken bone in my lung, dude. <laughs> no. Well, no. Kind of freaking that, out. I don't, it definitely didn't go in your lung. <laughs> you don't think so? No, dude. Don't give me false hope, Devin. Sorry. No. <laughs> I need surgery. You need if surgery. I'm getting stabbed by a chicken. We need to do the bone. You can stab <laughs> It's a real, it's a real thing, guys. You can get stabbed by a chicken, dude. Watch out for this. <laughs> a chicken, deceased man. chicken is stabbing you. How's that make you feel? <laughs> I don't know, dude. Is it, I just overthink stuff. Like when I, when, when I uh, first noticed that happening, I was just like, "Dang, I really hope I'm not." You just been smoking stabbed. too much weed. You're getting paranoid. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably what's happening, dude. <laughs> you know, because it, it it flares up when I smoke. Mm. Yeah. And so when you get high and then that's the first thing you think of, you know? Right. That makes sense. <laughs> you start just fixating on that. Yeah. But it just it reminds me of those uh the family guy episodes where the where Peter gets in fight with the, the chicken. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> it's, it's it kinda, just never ends. Just never ends. Yeah, it's half the episode is just this epic battle between Peter and a chicken. <laughs> I know, it's like Dragon Ball Z style. It is. Almost. It's so great. I love it. And then he comes back, doesn't he? Yeah, like in a later episode. Building collapses and then Peter comes busting out of the rubble, but the chicken doesn't. And he he kind of just goes, <sighs> he walks off screen, but is still looking at the rubble. And yeah, the chicken hand, hand pops out. out. <laughs> God, that's funny. Yeah, <clears throat> now that I think about it, though, like it pops up, but it's like claws, right? Yeah. If I remember right. But chicken, chickens have wings. Yeah. So that would be his foot sticking out. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Anyways, that's that's crazy though. Yeah, chicken bone, dude. It made it made it hard to sing. Made it kind of hard to breathe yesterday. Um, but it's not a chicken bone. No, it's weird. Like um, when this whole. Anyways, the past happened with the whole coronavirus thing. Oop, mm-hmm. I said it. Um, I I had some like. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. I had, I had like the, I felt like I was sick for like two months, but then it turned out to be uh, 
acid reflux. Acid reflux. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but it was like messing with my throat <clears throat> and it made it, it made me feel sick, you know, because plus then I'm like, it's been here for like two months. And I'm starting to go in through my head and get all like I'm blowing it way out of proportion. Yeah. And like, there's something wrong with me, you know? And uh turns out that it's just acid reflux and you just need to take some tums and yeah. you're all good. But uh Well, does that cause uh sore throat as well? Yeah, it does. It really does. And is it like a normal type of cold, sick, sore throat, or is it like that's the weird thing, is it it feels like I don't know, you know, whenever you if you've thrown up and then you have that burning in your esophagus. Mm-hmm. That's what it feels like constantly. Yeah. You know, and I was like, I felt, I know I felt this before. I just don't know. I can't put my finger on what it is. Yeah. So when the doctor was like, yeah, it's probably acid reflux. I was like, that's exactly what it is. You know? Well, so. what is that exactly? Because I, I, every morning, just, I think just from smoking and vaping, I, I just cough up like crazy amounts of loogies. Like, I'll do my meditation and my breathing. Uh huh. And after I do that breathing exercise, I'm like ready to freaking, it's gross, but like hakalugi. Like, uh, yeah, I know what you mean. You know, as big as a freaking golf ball. Yeah. No, I mean, it's <laughs> <That's so laughs> for gross. the, thanks for the image, but yeah. um, no, it's, it's basically, <laughs> it's magical. Uh, what it, what it is is just the, the acid in your stomach. I think there's too much of it or it's too acidic or something. I'm, I'm not 100% sure. But for whatever reason, it start, there's like a little valve between your stomach and the esophagus. And then it, it starts and that valve blocks the acid from getting back up. I think, not 100% sure on that. I didn't do any sort of research on this beforehand, which this is, this is completely just... Yeah, but I think this is the way that it works, and that um, then now the at, there's some there's too much acidity in your stomach or whatever, and it starts to get past that valve. Yeah, and it starts to work its way back up. So that's why in the morning you're laying down all night, and now gravity is assisting yeah. it back through there, and um, that's why it's worse in the morning. And then if you have like super fatty foods, that or it it depends. You know, for me, like uh, it was it was the, there was the fatty foods aspect of it because I was eating a lot of like steak and chicken thighs mm. you know and then yeah so and then that that starts to get up into your esophagus and that's where the burning comes from it's so just, is that that's probably not what's going on with me right uh with your like phlegm yeah uh yeah maybe because I'm like what it what does that stuff burn your throat the the acid yeah yes yeah that's why you feel the irritation I'm like that, that, that might have been what happens. I got some, yeah, has your reflux up there. Yeah, that could be it. And then I know your allergies are already always really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so for whatever reason, there's some sort of you know overproduction of phlegm. Yeah, it's gross. Yeah, good. gross, man. <laughs> God, that, that's that's my opinion from Dr. Devin. So just don't eat chicken, no, eat chicken. Eat tons of chicken, eat but more don't chicken. eat the bones. Yeah, don't eat the bones. And don't eat it too fast. Don't freaking inhale it. Yeah. Before your podcast. <laughs> I'm gonna try to sing. That's what I do, man. I when I get eaten, I just I just I'm I'm not eating I'm not eating I'm eating for one purpose. It's just to to to, get, yeah, <laughs> to you, move on with my day. You're eating it and then 
the only thing that you can think about is like, I want to taste this again. Yeah. So you just eat, eat some more. <laughs> just keep tasting this. Yeah. And when I get, it's funny, I stress eat. Yeah. And when uh, people piss me off while I'm eating, I'll just start eating just ridiculously fast. So you can't say anything? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I don't know. I just like, like I remember one time I was having this conversation with my buddy at Mod Pizza and dude, I smashed that pizza in like two and a half minutes because he was giving oh, me constructive geez. feedback on my music, but it's like completely uneducated, ignorant yeah. feedback. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. So I'm sitting there getting upset and then. Next thing I know, my pizza's gone. I'm like, Jesus, I just ate that. Like <laughs> yeah, totally. That's crazy. And it's really funny to watch somebody notice that that's what's happening mm. when I'm eating with them. And they're kind of like, they look down at my food like, are you okay? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I do that with my roommate all the time. We'll like sit down to eat and then I'll like, I'll be, you know, oh, this is good food and we're eating and stuff. I'll look up and he's almost done. I'm like... <laughs> So I've been like paying attention and just watching him because he always eats so fast. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> just like, why? Whoa, dude. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? Yeah. I remember watching him eat pizza. Yeah. Like he's like drinking the pizza basically. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Yeah. And he's always been that way. Yeah. I, know. I don't know. It's, it's funny. It's really funny. Dude, but I eat like a freaking animal, dude. Like me and Ryan go to Buffalo. <laughs> We're not supposed to say names. We keep saying the names, but me and Ryan go to Buffalo Wild Wings and we just pig out, man. I could eat 20 wings in one sitting. I remember when yeah. I was lifting heavy and I was trying to get to 200 pounds. I remember this one day at Red Robin when it was just like I had a burger and fries and I think like some tacos, like an appetizer, and then giant piece of cake and that's like what I would do after every workout because I just did not want to be skinny anymore I just go out after my workout and just eat like freaking 3,000 calories in one meal <laughs> <laughs> that's uh obviously not that many but yeah I try to hit 5,000 a day that's a lot is what I did yeah and I was also partying really hard during those times wow when I was working out lifting and I, I started smoking cigarettes somewhere along the line and I remember I'd go, I'd freaking go work out and then hit the sauna and then go to McDonald's. Yep. After my protein shake, I drink my protein shake in the sauna and then I'd go to McDonald's, eat like crazy and then smoke a cigarette and then go home. <laughs> wow. <laughs> try to chew, chew some gum on the way home so mom and dad wouldn't notice. But yeah, when I worked at McDonald's, that was when I started smoking cigarettes. I think it was just because... Everybody else around Everybody me else was. did, yeah. <clears throat> and I'd also been to some crazy parties by that time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, done some experimenting with <laughs> different some things. Some substances. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I don't know what it is about chicken wings, but for some reason I can just crush those. Like, I, I love making chicken wings here at home. Um, you know, I'll get some chicken wings and then we've we've got like this... We just bake them. We don't fry them, but we found, I found a way or my dad found a way to make it so that, that you can bake them, but they still taste like they're fried. Yeah. Um, 
crispy and stuff. Crispy on the outside, yeah. And it's just like, so you get some really good chicken wings from like a butcher or whatever, and then you come back and you make them that way. Yeah. Um, and then I get the, there's a, a, a place here in, in Portland, Oregon, that's called Fire on the Mountain. Mm. And I grab their sauce, and it is just the best sauce I've ever had for chicken wings. And, and I'll just make these chicken wings, and I'll get like one of those big, huge Costco bags or one of those big, huge uh, bags from Winco, mm-hmm. and um, I'll make them. And it's just me and my roommate, and we'll, we'll, we'll seriously just eat, I don't know, probably 15 to 20 wings between the like, so there's 40 wings, and we eat them all. <laughs> Damn, yeah. Yeah, just wings, the, dude. Yeah, I can just crush those. I like the traditional ones. The traditional ones? Traditional rather than boneless. Oh, yeah, 100%. The bone-in ones are the... You do this yeah. action? Yeah, the flats. Yeah, dude, and you pull that one bone out, and you just got, like, this morsel. Yeah, so good. Chicken wings. already watering. I know, right? <laughs> Chicken wings are my weakness, bro. I'm telling you. Yeah. Telling you right now, I can eat so many of those, but yeah, I've been lifting heavy. You know, I've been got to burn them off. Yeah, <laughs> but I've also been eating a lot because I've been eat, lifting heavy. Oh you yeah, know? that so, always happens. Yeah. Um, the other night we had, had my buddy over. He was from California and he was just staying with us for the week. Yep. And I mentioned that last time, and we just had a huge meal. It's an absolutely huge meal. We had chili. We had pulled pork sandwiches. We had pasta salad. Um, yeah, and it was it was good. It's like it was a good little stuff. summer Thanksgiving. It was. It was great. I loved it. So a little friendsgiving action. A little friendsgiving. It's <laughs> exactly what it is. Yeah, dude. And, and you know, when I was working out like that. Uh, it was either Red Robin or it was McDonald's or it was Taco Bell or just whatever I could hit on the way home. Dirty bulk. Yeah, dude, dirty bulk. And I did it, man. I got to 200 pounds. And then that was when I kind of made the decision that, you know, I didn't really care about fitness as much as I cared about music. And I wanted to get into that world more. And, uh, you know, uh, just lost about 15 pounds, 25, because I'm 175 now. Yeah. So I think I went down to like 165, actually. Okay, yeah, point, yeah. Because that, that was at a bad time in my life, and I was losing weight from depression. And, um, whew, yeah, glad I made it through that. Yeah, seriously. That's, uh, that's crazy. But I'm back at 175, you know, and I work out probably three to four, maybe five times a week sometimes. Right. And I, I work out for, dude, sometimes it's 10 minutes. I do two, you know, I do three sets of two different ab exercises. And then I do uh, three sets of one or two different yeah. exercises for the muscle group that I'm doing mm-hmm. that day. If it's legs, I usually do kettlebell swings and then I do squats with the with the kettlebell as well. Yeah. <clears throat> But yeah, I, I've always, I'm always a huge, um, advocate of just like, you know, don't, don't just not go to the gym because, um, you don't have time. Yeah. You know, say you only have 25 minutes, you know, that's not an excuse to not go to the gym, you know, just go to the gym for 25 minutes, you know, anything's better than nothing at all, you know? So just doing, just 
okay, I've got my time. And if it's super important to you, like it is for me to make sure that I get in the gym and to make sure that I spend a good quality hour in there, that's when you got to just like, you know, schedule it into your yeah. appointment, into your day. But if you're just trying to stay healthy, um, try to do even just like 25 minutes, 15 minutes every single day. Yeah. And um, you're going to see some results. Yeah, you'll see some results or or you won't see any weight gain either. Yeah. You know, if you might, it'll just help you stay neutral, right? Because that's the biggest thing is when people stop going to the gym and they stop, you know, just doing any sort of workout because I quote unquote have no time yeah. to go to the gym, then, then you're just kind of, you're selling yourself short there. Yeah. So just whatever you got to do, you know, just get in 15, 20 minutes every single day. Yeah. And you're going to be in a lot better shape than doing nothing at all. Got to be tortoise, man. Be the tortoise. That's what we should call our fans, actually. The tortoise? Or the tortoises. I don't know. Uh, Heavenites is pretty cool, too. I like Heavenites. This song is called No More Mr. Nice Guy. Oh, this one. Yeah. You don't get the vocals yet. Uh, it's a demo. It's just a demo. But I figured it, it, it felt kind of podcasty. Yeah. And I do want to start getting people excited about my album. I'm going to be dropping pretty soon. Nice. You're doing a full album, huh? Yeah, dude. Or nice. an EP, probably. Okay. But still, that's great. Yeah, I've got like six songs right now that, cool. that are, that are getting, getting closer to done. You know, once I have the idea in my head, the execution process is pretty simple. Yeah. Like once I, like, cause if I'm in the studio with another artist, then I have to do what they're doing, you know, but, and so I, so the process might not break down the same way. I might have to change a few things along the way to cater to that artist. Mm. But if it's just me, if it's my music, then I know what the process is going to be. Right. You know, and so I can prepare I can, you know, take as much time as I need in the pre-production side of things. And then when it's time to go, boom, I record it and it's done. So, you know, a lot of them I have demos for, but a lot of them I don't even have, you know, sketched out at all. I just have them in my head, you know, but, but they're, they're close to done. That's cool. In, in my mind. Yeah. That's really cool. Nice. Dude. I'm, I'm excited about that. I know some of the things that you've shown me, I've been like... Wait, you did that? Oh, <laughs> <Whoa>, dude. <laughs> That's the kind of reaction that, you know, is exciting to get after a while of doing music production where somebody, you know, you want it to almost sound so good that you can't hear it. That's what Dave always says. It's so like, good you can't hear it. It should sound so good you can't even hear it. You know, it should blend so perfectly. Oh, right, right, right. That yes. Nothing is sticking out. Nothing is, it's all just one. Okay. Like that, your mix sounds like it's all moving yeah. together. You that's know? awesome. But anyways. Yeah, that sounds great. I can't wait to start getting into some more of this rock and roll shit because I grew up listening to Avenged Sevenfold and stuff. Yeah. Did you know that Johnny Christ has his own podcast? Really? The bassist for Avenged Sevenfold. John. What's it called? Drinks with Johnny. Drinks with Johnny. Yeah, dude. And he just makes drinks. And he had the guys from Asking Alexandria on there. Ooh, so it's like a metal podcast. Dude, it's it's the real deal. 
it's so cool because it's like, you know, back in the day, you had some radio stations that maybe had some shows that were kind of like, you know, the podcast that we have on YouTube and stuff today. But, you know, in, tw- in, in 1980, you're sitting there listening to Motley Crue on the radio. Right. In 2020, you're watching their documentary on Netflix yep. and then listening to an interview with Nikki Six on Joe Rogan. I don't know if Nikki Six ever been on Joe Rogan, but I'm, that would be awesome. I'm sure he will be, and that would be awesome. <clears throat> but yeah, Asking Alexandria just dropped their album, Like a House on Fire, is what it's Ooh, called. I gotta listen to that. And uh, the way Johnny Christ described it was he called it a barn burner. A barn burner? <laughs> he goes, dude, it's a real barn burner right out of the gate. <laughs> That's awesome. And I was like, that just sounds so funny to me, because I looked it up, and it does have, it's like a kind of like a slang term barn burner is oh but i thought he was just using it as like yeah. a metaphor yeah about it, how quick the album starts and just how it like rolls into it. oh <laughs> i don't know well, what's the album called again <laughs> like a house on fire yeah it's a barn burner yes yeah, barn <laughs> <laughs> that's funny dude <laughs> that's great but yeah asking alexandria is one of those one of those metalcore bands uh he yeah. had some guys from really old band on there that I wouldn't expect to see, you know, but like now, huh. yeah, now Motley Crue's got a documentary on Netflix. Yep. And it's like, I don't know, dude, I, I always tell artists to push their content on social media. And somebody asked me this week after I said that, like, okay, but how do you monetize on social media? I'm like, well, there's tons of platforms that will pay you directly. YouTube, uh, Anchor. Uh, you know, that's not necessarily a social media, but like Facebook. Well, I don't know if Facebook pays you directly, but Instagram does. And all these platforms can be used to drive more attention to the platforms platforms that do pay you. Uh-huh. Like Spotify. If you're a musician, you know, you uh, use social media to direct people to there and then you get a brand deal that you do on your podcast you know and then and then there's a couple other things you can do to, to start monetizing from that stuff but and we've talked a little bit about that on the podcast but it just blew my mind that somebody would have that reaction when I brought up social media to say like what do you mean like what do they mean monetize <clears throat> make money oh yeah okay they're kind of old school, I think. Okay. You know? And, and, but, but that's the way shit moves today is uh-huh. it's just on social media. And, you know, it doesn't even really matter how good your song is. <laughs> it doesn't even really matter how good your song is. Yeah. Like, it matters how you market it. Right. And so, I don't know. That was interesting to me. But huh. we've got some, we've got a project that we just announced last week. Yeah. Tainted Souls that we're going to be dropping pretty soon here. Yeah. And I pulled up those uh, screams. Oh, you did you? Me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And it turns out they were all clipping. Yeah. When I was, when I sent them to you and as a recording, I'm listening back. I was hoping that that wasn't going to matter. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. It kind of reminded me of, um, what was the first All That Remains album that came out? The Fall of Ideals. Yeah. Fall of Ideals. That's where the feel sounds. Was that their first one? Oh, it might have not been their first one. 
but it was like the one, the blue cover with the yeah. dude crawling. Yeah. I'm doing a 10 albums that changed your musical taste. Oh, it's like a 10 day nice. challenge on Facebook. And that was my first one, I think. Yeah. It was the fall of ideals. And then it was nice. waking the fallen by yeah. sevenfold. But yeah, dude, I, I was really impressed with those vocals. It sounds, it sounds good. Thanks. You know, the, obviously the stems were off, but you know, that's, that's just software and 90% of music production is just poking around in the software and trying to uh-huh. figure out, you know, why this isn't working, why this isn't working. <laughs> they were off like, like just clipping. Yeah. So yeah. they're, yeah. And you had some problems like exporting them and stuff, but that, right, right. What, what I'm saying is that's out of your wheelhouse. Right. And you know, you're going to, you're going to learn how to do they some of that stuff as we move forward with Tainted Souls. <laughs> but the screams, the performance was incredible. Cool. Thanks, dude. And that's, you know, something you can, you, we, 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 we can, we can really work with. Um, the one thing that I wanted to say, can I give you some feedback? Yeah, go for on it. Podcast? Yeah. There's something about vocals that's percussive, right? Mm-hmm. And when you play the drums, you're thinking of three acts at once in your head. You're thinking yeah. of the hi-hat going... And then you're thinking of the snare going... Right? Then you're thinking of the kick going... Yeah, that makes sense. Right? And that's how it goes in your head. But what the people hear is, and it's all one thing, Uh right? And so when I say there's something percussive about vocals, especially with hip hop, you know? Uh-huh. It's all you can you can line up your your vocal in in eighth notes and sixteenth notes and you can uh-huh. you can you can write it that way, and but I think as a but and I thought maybe that would be you you you'd come into vocals having an advantage you know as a drummer already right, but it felt like you 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 see the the grid a little bit differently than I do <laughs> yeah okay. You know, and, and, and when you, when you sing, when you're singing to a beat, it is percussive, but it's not in the way that a drummer would interpret the word percussive. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't know. Maybe it's not even constructive feedback. Maybe it's just something crazy that I notice. Yeah. I'm thinking, I think I kind of understand what you're saying. <laughs> uh, one thing I didn't do was I didn't do it to a metronome. Oh. So I didn't have a metronome. Well, you don't need a. Me- I mean, that that backing track, that yeah. demo's all recorded to a metronome. Right. Exactly. So I'm thinking that maybe um, some of the deliveries of like the downbeats and the actual like attack in certain parts where you want to like make sure that this word lines up with the song. Um, like I was kind of like speeding up and then slowing down and then speeding up and then slowing down, trying to. Gotcha. Because, um, yeah. This, that's actually the first time that I've ever gone onto an album, a track, and actually yeah. just did it without the vocals playing in the background and actually already written for me. Oh yeah, that's a whole different. So story that kind too. of threw me for a loop. Yeah, um, 
luckily I knew the song pretty well in mm-hmm. my head, you know, but yeah, so I didn't do it to a metronome. So I feel like I, I, I think I know what you're talking about. Like a couple of times it's like, Oh, that should have been said a little bit sooner. But now I got so now I got to speed up a little bit, and then oh, I came in a little too soon, you know. So it was a little bit less, I guess you could say, percussive. Yeah, sure. I bet the metronome could help you a little bit. Yeah, because at but, one point I was doing the metronome on my leg. Yeah, and I feel like that was the best time that I got the best yeah. take, one of the best takes that I got. So yeah, yeah. Well, I I'm weird. Like I like having the metronome if I'm laying down a demo. You know, when, obviously, when you have no instruments in your project file, the first one you lay down has to be played to a metronome. Right. But, you know, after that, I turn the metronome off after a while. Oh, yeah? And I just sing to the track or do whatever I'm doing to the track. But a lot of the musicians that I have in, like we just hired Dwayne. There goes another name. We just hired this piano player. And uh, um, he wanted to click on the whole time. Yeah, the whole time, even though even though the song was playing, and you know, I made him do it once without the click, and then I noticed that he would probably be better off with it, and so I asked him if he wanted it, and he said yes, please, always. Okay, and I'm like, what the hell, man? Like, I don't use, I, I don't need a click after after I get the guitar down. Yeah, I'm like cool, I can sing it now. But yeah, maybe it would come out better if I used the click. Maybe I'm, maybe I got to stick up my ass. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I That's just, my favorite one this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but know, dude, I mean, you've been drumming for years and years and years. You've been screaming for half as long. You know, you've never sang in a in a studio without the vocal in your ear, like like a song you wrote. Yeah. And uh, I think you deserve a round of applause. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> And we're gonna go. We're gonna go in that studio, and I think we're ready to, to just crush it, man. Nice. I'm excited. I'm really excited. But you know, I, we might end up with an ugly baby. We might end up with an ugly baby, huh? Have you ever heard of the ugly baby syndrome? Oof, I feel like I just did hear about this. <laughs> I don't. I can't remember if it was from you, dude. It's a, I, well, I heard about it on the Johnny Christ podcast. I think I have heard of it before, but okay. it's like. When you, when someone has a baby, uh huh, and it's if it's an, if it's ugly, you know, you don't you never tell, yeah, the yeah, mom, yeah, that the baby is ugly. Oh, it's beautiful. Oh, it's beautiful. She's so cute. She's so cute. Yeah, that's what I always say, and I just don't say anything else. That's what my that's what dad taught, taught me to say. He said, just say she's so cute, or he's so cute, or it's so cute, even, <laughs> you know, but. Now uh, is not the time for honesty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and unless it really is cute. Moms freak out if someone says their baby's ugly. You call you told a mom that her baby was ugly. But the reality is, a lot of babies are ugly. A lot of fucking babies are ugly, dude. You know? <laughs> That's not a mean thing to say. No, it's true. It's like you always see those pictures of like, oh look, here's Channing Tatum. But look what he looked like in high school. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> you know? Yeah, dude. It's like ugly, but now they look great. Is what trying to get at. But. but if you're if you're a mom and you come to terms with the fact that, yeah, your baby might be kind of ugly. Well, good news. He's only gonna be a baby for six months. <laughs> right. <laughs> we can see what happens then. <laughs> but if you're a mom and you finally come to terms with the fact that you might you could, yeah, you could have an ugly baby. 
everything just gets so much easier from there on out. Someone says your baby's ugly and you don't give a fuck because you're just like, yeah, sure, maybe it's kind of ugly, you know, or maybe you think it is, but it just doesn't. So, and that's what artists need to do with their songs. Uh-huh. They, when they when they write a song, they, you know, on the Johnny Christ podcast, they were talking about it. You know, you bring an idea to band practice, you need to have the ugly baby mentality about it. You need to say, yeah. this might be an ugly baby. It's not your fault that the baby's ugly, maybe even. <laughs> You know? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's going to look like what it is. <laughs> Your song might suck. God, that's so funny to me. But uh, Ugly baby mentality, that's funny. Ugly baby, dude. Yeah, when you come to terms with that, everything comes so much easier. Nobody, nobody bothers you anymore when they talk about how ugly it is. Seriously, like, I think that applies to a lot of different things. Like, um, like arguments. If you come in and you say, my argument might be wrong, you come into an argument and you have like this mentality of that, oh, okay, maybe, maybe the other person, I want to be educated on the other person's, the opposing view of my argument. If you go into the argument with that mindset, then it's going to be, and both people come into the room with that mindset, then you're going to have a constructive conversation. Yeah, but if you both come in with this idea that I'm right, you're wrong, and the other person thinks that they're right and you're wrong, then this you conversation nowhere. Yeah, you're not going anywhere. You're just gonna talk each other in circles. You're just gonna end up getting pissed off and mad and angry about what about the other person. And then you're just gonna leave and everybody's gonna be mad. Yeah. You know, and nothing was accomplished during that conversation. And now they don't want to be like you even more. Yeah. Because they think you're an asshole. Yeah. That's bummer. That's yeah. Bummer that happens. So, so that, don't worry if your baby's ugly. Don't worry about if your baby's ugly or if you're wrong. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Just accept it. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, dude. Because I've been, you know, getting back into the band thing with Atomic. Yeah. Is really an interesting shift for me because I've been a solo artist for as long as I can remember. Now I'm in like 15 bands. But, uh, you remember playing with Jesse Nieto? Yeah. Back when we were... <laughs> I'm going to do some bleeps, I think, on this episode. <laughs> oh, yeah, you said just said another name. Once. We only said each name once, so we could bleep them out. Okay. Beep! <laughs> so this guy that I used to hang out with, well, he's in a freaking band, so he probably wants his name known. <laughs> Jesse Nieto. Oh, what's he... <laughs> He's in Megadeth. That's the Megadeth cover band that Dane drums for. The drummer for Atomic Age Renegades. No way. He's the Dave clone in that cover band, dude. That is so perfect. This makes no sense to the viewers. But this guy that I used to we used to go to church with a long, long time ago. You know, he's just this metalhead, man. He plays all the V-neck guitars and he just shreds and he's got the long hair. Dude, I don't want to say that guy was a natural because he put so much work in and he yeah. practiced every single day. He would bring his guitars to church and just like walk around with them and just play them. Just but while he's having in, a conversation with you. While he's talking to you. <laughs> he's just playing. The and guy if he was didn't incredible. have a guitar, he's playing on his 
forearm. Yeah, <laughs> dude, that's what he'd do. He'd practice his, his arpeggios and stuff on his arm. Yeah, it's crazy. Just all the time. It was guitar, 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 guitar. He didn't care about drums. He didn't care about vocal. Well, now he's a pretty good singer, apparently. Oh, is he? Now, now he's freaking doing Dave Mustaine vocals, but... Nice. I was so... I just... When I pieced that all together, because years later, after, you know, Jesse Nieto was actually in a band with you guys for a while before yeah. we started Silver Remains. Yeah. And then Silver Remains gets paired up with Jet Force Gemini. Silver Remains disperses. Atomic Age Renegades is formed with me and Maverick, who was in Jet Force Gemini. And Dane is our drummer who plays for a Megadeth cover band that Jesse Nieto happens to be in <laughs> in 2020. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? Dude, that is so bizarre. Oh my gosh. That blew my mind, man. So I sent Jesse a message and then I sent Dane a message and I was like, dude, this is crazy, <sighs> man. Dude. But That's crazy. You know, I, I, the, the dude was a total metalhead. And I'd, that's the perfect spot for him. Yeah. He's right there in that cover band. Who knows? Maybe he'll he'll do his own original music and stuff down the road. But I really hope Mega Dead takes off. I hope we're able to play some shows with them. That's That'd a, be fucking awesome, dude. That's a great name, Nino. though. Mega Dead. Mega Dead. <laughs> that's yeah, awesome. Dude. But, you know, I always kind of expanded bigger. I, my, I was always thinking bigger than just guitar and metal. Mm-hmm. I was always like, man, I want to get into jazz. I want to get into freaking hip hop. I want to get in. I want to learn how to play drums. I want to learn how to play bass. I want to play in a whole bunch of different bands. I want to be the front man and the lead guitarist. I want to yeah. be the rhythm guitarist. I want to try out being the freaking bassist. Like, I want to play at a hundred different venues. And so now I'm in this position where I'm an inch deep and a mile wide, pretty much. Mm. And that can be a weakness sometimes. Well, you're really good at guitar and singing. See, yep. I think guitar is something that I'm a mile deep in. And that's okay. my primary weapon. Right, right. Is what I tell people. Yeah. And if I would have learned music production sooner, you know, that probably would have been my primary weapon. But yeah. it's a good secondary to have. Yeah. And I think every artist needs to have a basic understanding of production. But I'm an artist who has a very in-depth understanding of music production. Right. I do it all, man. And it's exhausting. Yeah. It really is ex- exhausting. Nobody does what I do. There's not, not Kanye West, not freaking Shia LaBeouf, not freaking anybody in the music industry. Right. Nobody does what I do. Not the Beatles. Well, that's why I think, you know, there's, there's bands like Beartooth and Breaking Benjamin, who there's one dude who writes all of the music. You know, I don't know if he does, he goes as far as like producing and everything, but he, he has an understanding of everything. Yeah. All of it, all of it, all in, you know, a big umbrella view of everything. And Breaking Benjamin makes like the craziest, most, it's that whole thing of what you're saying. Like you can't, you shouldn't, it's so good. You can't hear it. Yeah. Yeah. That is like, I feel like the embodiment of that, you know, it just flows perfectly. Everything just flows together. Same with like the Beartooth stuff. Yeah, because every part of every instrument is coming from one brain. Yeah, one brain. So they're all synced up. Yeah, and it's just perfect. So, yeah, I see see what you're coming from. And and it makes amazing music. Yeah, bro. And I think, you know, there's a few, after you play in a few bands, you start to 
think from the other person's perspective. Because like when Gordo, right. when Gordo plays a riff, I come up with a drum beat that you know talks with that riff. Right. And, uh, but when Tim Rising comes in and plays a, something on his acoustic, the drum I come up with a completely different drum beat. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's drummers that come in know how to play one beat. Yeah. And then they know ten fills. Yep. You know, so that's what switches it up. But they're just doom calf, doom doom calf, doom calf, doom doom calf. And if you don't learn, you know, music from a music theory point of view, and then because it goes theory, instruments, and then however else. I don't know if that's the best way to structure <laughs> it. But like you have to start from theory. Because every instrument can be translated to theory. Mm-hmm. You can play, you know, well, there's a difference between percussive notes and melodic notes, but. Yeah. But my point is that, you know, I don't really know what my point is. Yeah, it'd be good to have, like, if, if you're in a band, it's okay to have that one beat, you know, because all you need to do is have that one quote unquote beat. It, it, it expands a little bit further than that. It's kind of it's dumbing it down, way down, but. You have that one beat, one yeah. style of music to yeah. fit the band that you're playing. Right. And that's all you do is you play for the one band. That's perfect. Great. Do that thing. Just be that one person um, and just be able to, you know, play that really, really well because that's all you need to do. Yeah. You know, but if you're going to be a studio musician, yes, 100%, you need to be able to play jazz. You need to be able to play percussion. You need to be able to play melody. You need to be able to do all these different things. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and there's plenty of musicians that come in and go, this is, you know, we, we'll, we'll send something out to five piano players and get one that wants to do it. Right. You know, because a lot of them have a structure or a niche or a style that they're good at, you know. And a lot of the guys that are jacks of all trades are just, they don't, they don't have something that they're really deep in. Right. And I feel like there's a couple areas that I'm a little deeper than I give myself credit for. Yeah, I would say so. You know, but. Yeah. So, yeah. Nobody does what I do. <laughs> nope. And it's funny because Ryan asked me uh, th- about this country album that I'm working on. Who does? Ryan asked me. <laughs> <laughs> he asked me about this country album that I'm working on. And uh, he asked me if I like it. And I stopped to ask myself that question because I realized I haven't asked myself that once yeah. since I started working with the guy. Cause it doesn't matter. Oh. It doesn't matter if I like it. It matters if the people like it, you know? And so I, 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 I could pretty much find something to appreciate about every musical genre and I'll, I'll have fun with it, whether I want to listen to the song when it's done or not, you know? But so that, that, that gives me an advantage as well is that I, I'll just enjoy it no matter what kind of music it is. Um, but, yeah. for, but, but do you like it? Do you like the song? You know, if you're a producer, if you're in the producer chair and you're, you're, you're getting a song on the platforms that you want to market to people, then you have to ask that question from the people's perspective. Are the people going to bite on this? And not do I like it? When I'm making my own original music at home, you know, I'm not I'm not really expecting too much attention generated around that stuff because it's not mainstream. It's not what people want to hear. That's why I'm getting a slice of the pie. 
from all the hip hop guys and all the R and B guys and all the pop guys. Right. Because I don't do that music, but I can produce it. Right. You know. That's good. I think as a producer, you need to be able to do that. You Damn, know. I went way over. That's okay. Keep going. We got a whole bunch of artists. We're ready to publish. Gordo's coming out with four albums pretty soon. Corey's coming out with an album. Dustin Rose is coming out with an album. Tim Rising is coming out with an album. Tainted Souls is coming out with an album. And Heaven Sent is coming out with an album. You. <laughs> and this is my new song called Ferrari. That's a good one. I like that one. Ah, I wish I could play in the chorus, man. <laughs> but I can't. Like they gonna steal it. You gotta listen to the album when it's done. <laughs> you know what that right. sound means? That means it's time. It's time for fitness. <laughs> Okay. Take as much time as you want, bro. This out, this episode's gonna be an hour and a half. Nice. Let's see if I can make it that long. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Welcome to the fitness segment of this beautiful podcast. Um, okay. So there's this idea. There's this. Okay. So whenever you go into getting like. Um, you're going to do a different, take a different turn in your fitness. You're going to change something in your routine. Change something up, right? A lot of times, uh, a lot of the fitness nerds out there, they go straight for a, like a study, right? They go out and they do some research on a specific, like, okay, should I do high reps? What's the best way to build muscle? You know, and they start to go out there and they do some research and that's great. I love you should always do some research before you take on something. If you're going to go to plyometrics, bodybuilding, you're going to start running. Do some research, figure out. Don't just start doing stuff. Yeah. You know? So that's great. I'm not saying that that's the problem with it. It's the problem becomes now when we do a bunch of research, right? There's, also, there's, always, there's been all of these studies that have come out about specific topics, Right, so building muscle. What is the best rep range to build muscle? Right, and there's and you can go out, you can find all the studies, and then you go, okay, great, here we go. Let's go. Let's do you know eight to ten reps, whatever. And you can you you read the 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 certification books like NASM, right? And they they always they always say, okay, here's here's the rep range that we need to use to build the most muscle. This is what you should use your client. Your client should be, if this is their goal, they need to be doing this, right? And this, there's so many 
like debates. There's so many arguments on topics, you know, like what diet should we be doing? Like, should we be vegan or should we be carnivore? What should we do? And then there's, and the people are constantly like, oh, well, this study said this, and this study says this, and this study says this, and this, this study said this, because, so then, therefore, that must be the answer, right? Because this study supports what I have to say. Yeah. And that, I think, is where the problem lies, is because I'm hoping by the, by mm-hmm. now, I, I realize we're only nine episodes in, but you should be able, if you've seen me on Instagram, you've seen me on Facebook, you should be kind of getting this idea that there's not a, two single individuals who are exactly the same. Yeah. Right? And this is the problem, is that every single study starts out with this. We got 20 individuals at X fitness level. We split them up into two groups. This group did this. And this group did this. And here were the results. Okay, so let's just, let's just f- stick with the muscle building uh, analogy here. Mm-hmm. Uh, say we've, been, we've gotten experienced athletes and we put them into a test. They are going to dramatically see different results than the people who haven't been working out. Yeah. On top of that, what if these experienced athletes that we just picked have already been training for six months in the eight to 12, 10, I mean, eight to 12 rep range? Yeah. What if they've already been doing that for six months? You're going to get a dramatically different outcome because these people have already been in this one. Yeah. Or say we got two people, one dude's already been training for six months and this other person has been doing, you know, strength training, right? Uh-huh. And now, and they've been doing one, two, three, five reps. And now all of a sudden, poof, we put him up to eight to 12 reps. Yeah. We've just changed the stimulus. You're going to see more results than this other person who hasn't been, right? So it's just like all of these different, it's just like, it's 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 the whole thing of saying this is the diet that works for absolutely everybody, right? It's just yeah. that's just not going to work, right? So, so you could structure a test or a what do you call it a statistic, like you could like a experiment, right? That's going to provide the results that you want, right? Yeah, we could go cherry pick. Point. We could go cherry pick the art contest art contestants. Sure, yeah, sound like a game show our subjects, right? <laughs> we could go cherry pick our subjects that we're going to put into this test. And we want to go, okay, who's going to experience the most weight loss? Yeah. So let's go find a bunch of powerlifters who've been doing, you know, three to four reps. And now let's put them and they've, they haven't been really watching their diet. Now let's go stick them in this diet, change up their workouts to 10 to 12 reps and then change their diet and poof. Okay. Now all of a sudden we've got, we fulfill our bias that we yeah. want to, we want to, get you know so so that's that's number one is just like everybody is extremely different if somebody's been training a certain way for a certain for a certain amount of time and also we just change it up then of course we're going to see results but if we if we don't change it up at all then that's going to skew the results of the study so then if there's all these studies going on like I guess, you know, you've said before, do your research mm-hmm. on the people who are talking. Right. And if they say they're going to, you know, give you a product that's going to help you no matter who you are, right. then they're wrong. But could be. It, it could be. Could be wrong, yeah. <clears throat> but, like, 
for a trainer to post an ad on Facebook for their product and then, you know, run a study beforehand and cherry pick their contestants and then get the results they want. You know, that's a really easy thing to do. Maybe people aren't really doing that Uh as much, but like you're saying, you know, a lot of these studies don't, aren't going to provide data that you can draw any sort of conclusion from. It's not going to provide you any fundamentals that you can stand on. So what, what, how do you know what the fundamentals are of fitness? Right. Well, yeah, that's, that's a great question. Like, how do you know what's going to actually work for you? Right. That's why we shouldn't, that's why it's a good idea not to just be in the camp of, eight to 10, eight to 10 reps. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's not a good idea to be in the camp of mobility is the answer. It's not a good idea to be in the camp of cardio is, you know, life, you know, that's, it's not, it's not cardio is life. Yeah. (laughs) It's not good to jump into these categories and and become, you know, hashtag, (laughs) hashtag cardio is life. Um, yeah, it's all into those. Yeah, don't fall into those camps, you know. That's why I found that, like, the best, most successful trainers that I've seen, they understand this concept of, like, let's not, let's not, you know, just fully 100% invest in one ideal, you know, of of fitness. is because, you know, you just don't know the background of people, you know. Um, And... and that and that's why it gets it's so get, it gets so difficult because there's people out there like a mobility wad, you know. There's there's people out there like um, I can't really think of any because most of the people that I listen to, um, it's that I listen to don't fall into a specific camp. They're they're trainers. They're personal trainers. They're there to take what you are doing. And they're there to give you an exercise prescription to help you get to your goals. That's what they're. That's what a good trainer does. Yeah. Um, but if if you go up and you ask a trainer, "Hey, what's the best way to lose weight?" and they don't even think for a second, they don't ask any more questions, and they just here's what it is. Okay, that's probably what worked for him, mm. and that's why he's so passionate about it. Great. Maybe hopefully one day he'll understand that. You know, just because it worked for him, it's not going to work for everybody else. Yeah. You know? Because when I come to you with a fitness question, right? you usually have three counter questions before you give me an answer. Right. And I pretty much know what the answer is by the time you ask me those three questions. (laughs) There you go. And then you go along to explain it. I'm like, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So, And it feels like, you know, you're teaching me and I'm learning and like you're giving me some value that I can apply to my workout. And it's not like you're just saying, yeah, everyone struggles with that. That's why I made this product. <laughs> you know, that's not the type of connection. Right, that's right. not going to get you raving fans mm-hmm. about your business. Right. So, and that's, that's, that's awesome. Thank you for that. That's, um, that's what I strive to be. I don't want to be the dude who just, this is what you got to do. Yeah. You know, and, you know, everybody has, every trainer has to learn that at some point. You know, it's, it's, it's a learning curve for sure. It's the same thing in the music world. Yeah. Because like Dave's contract is a great deal. Bent Beat's contract is a great deal for a guy like Tim, who's uh-huh. a country artist, who's a pretty old guy, yeah, yeah. doesn't know about how to use social media and stuff. But it might not be as good of a deal for somebody like Corey, whose girlfriend is famous on TikTok and 
and you know she can do a lot of promotion herself. Yeah. So gotcha. You know, you can't write up a record deal that's going to mm-hmm. work for every artist. Yep. So that's that's the first half of that whole thing. It's just when you're looking at studies, be very careful about you know basing or just being really quick to jump into that because, like I said, it's there's a lot that goes into this. You know, it's not just one answer. Here's a study. You know, of 20 individuals that said this, so that must be the the the, the answer, right? Yeah. Plus, on top of that, um, the the people who conduct the studies, and look, they're a lot smarter than I am. I'm, I'll be the first to admit it. They're, they're they, scientists. They're scientists. They went to school. They've they've studied anatomy. They've studied physiology, hopefully, and they know the human body. They know anatomy really, really well. They probably have a master's you know, at least a bachelor's and whatever, you know, they've, they've done a lot of schooling and they're very educated. I'm not trying to say that they're not educated. Let's, let's make sure that that's clear. They are very smart, probably smarter than I am, but they are not personal trainers. They're not good personal trainers. Let's say that. Um, because so they they know, so they and they tend that tends to kind of narrow down your focus, yeah. right? And it just starts to become this whole thing of like, well, I learned this in anatomy school, and I know that fat does this, and that carbs are the main source of energy, and they do this, you know, and um, <coughs> you know they don't they and they they just know what the the that substance is supposed to do at such a deep level mm. right and then the, it's it's very they, they've never trained a human being in their entire life you know they just they're good at analyzing data and showing what the data points to mm. and making a conclusion a hypothesis on said data mm. you know so but if you gave me those same exact people, I'd probably do something completely drastically different yeah. than what these science scientists do because they have a goal that they're trying to accomplish as they when they go out to to you know try to um, educate people and show you know what happens when said um, said experiment is conducted mm. right. That's that's what their main goal is to do off off the beginning. So, well, yeah, I mean, there's lots of, you know, I think engineers and producers are kind of in the world of scientists that you're explaining. Oh yeah, it's like they're they're the, the artists are having a completely different conversation in the studio than the engineers oh, are. Right, this is this is perfect. Yeah, this is exactly what I'm talking about. There's the artist who comes into the studio. And they go in and they, they've they poured their blood, sweat, and tears into this song and into all of the lyrics and they've crafted it a specific way. Um, and then a producer comes in there and um, they're like, you're flat. Tells them how ugly their baby is. Yeah, how ugly their baby is. There it is, you know? And it's <laughs> like, you're flat. You, you're speeding up in the chorus and um, your guitar is out of tune. Yeah. And, and then, when a producer tells you that, <laughs> we're not talking about music anymore, but if a producer tells you that, learn from it. Yeah. Don't get offended. Right. Exactly. If it's your first time in a studio, you're not going to crush it. 
the right. first time. Exactly. It might suck. That's okay. So I guess my point that I'm trying to um, portray yeah. about the scientists, about the scientists and is, the trainers, and the trainers is that um, just because a, a study is done that says veganism is the best diet, and that every single human being should be eating a vegan diet, doesn't mean that you should become a vegan. Well, Travis Barker's vegan. Yeah, there's a lot of vegans out there. You know, freaking. I know Kevin Hart. He still eats some meat every once in a while, but he's uh, mainly vegetarian. Wow. And he says he feels the best he's ever felt in his entire life. Yeah. And that's what we're trying to. That's what I'm trying to get at. Is like, look, if you eat meat and you feel like shit, <laughs> stop eating meat. Don't eat meat. <laughs> eat vegetables. <laughs> I mean, but if there's, there's so many times, well, I, I haven't heard it. I've heard that trainers who've been in this all their life and they go, Hey, so I'm and their, their, their client comes up to him and says, Hey trainer, I, I've been keto for about, for a while now. And it's like, when, when, when will I stop being constipated? And the trainer goes, how long have you been keto? Six months. And you're, you feel like crap. <laughs> So why are you still on the diets? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, um, I don't, it just is like, uh, I've that's been doing, so funny. I've been I think doing, that's the first time I've heard you swear on this podcast. <laughs> oh no. I said a swears. <laughs> and it's just like, it, it's just, it's just, it's just funny to me, um, that people do that. It's like, I've been training, uh, eight to 10, eight to 12 reps because I know that that's supposed to build the most muscle, but I stopped seeing gains a long time. Like how long ago? Eight months ago. I'm like, what have you been doing, what for, have eight you been doing for eight months? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I've just kept going. <laughs> Hope things will change. <laughs> and it's it, insanity. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. That's the definition of insanity. Right that's there. crazy. Yeah. So it's just, I'm not trying to make anybody feel bad if that's what you've been doing, because I know that's what a lot of people do. And it's because of studies like this. It's because this is what the internet says. This is the best way to do something. So therefore I'm going to do it, even though I'm not seeing the change. And they just keep going and keep going and keep going and keep going and keep going. And it's just like, yeah. People want to be right. (laughs) Yeah. People want to be right. They want to follow a belief system to a T constant, like, and be super like loyal to that idea. Yeah. They want to have an opinion. They want to be heard. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, um, so it's just like, it's okay. Just if, if that's you and you've been doing the same thing over and over and over and over again, because you've, you, you saw some study, then it's just like, all right, well take my advice, try something different. Mm. Right. Just try something different, you know, shoot for a different rep scheme, add weight, take weight off, do something, yeah. change it up a little bit and just try to have an open mind when, when moving forward, you know, what's that guy who talks about the straight line? Have you heard, do you know what I'm talking about? Uh-uh. He says, what's the best way to work out? Is it bulking? Is it cutting? Or he says, it's neither. It's a straight line. He said, because mm. lots of trainers will tell you, or lots of meatheads in the gym will tell you to bulk and bulk and bulk and bulk and then cut and cut and cut and then oh, bulk and bulk and bulk yeah. and then cut and cut and cut. But he says, you do both at the same time. Yeah. And you move in a straight line. 
towards your goal rather than going like this. Right. And I think the biggest thing to take away from that is it's a straight line. It's not a dot. Yeah. Right. If you've noticed that you've stopped gaining, if you notice that you've plateaued, you've stopped getting closer to your goal, then that's a good, that's a good indicator that, Hey, something needs to be different. Hmm. Right. Make sure that that be, it stays a straight line. Yeah. Right. Um, so, all right, guys. Well, that's it for today. Thanks for tuning in. So, um, <laughs> if you find us on, um, Instagram and Facebook, we are pod heaven at Austin and Devin. Make sure you go drop us a like subscribe there. Um, and then we're on Twitter at pod heaven AD and then pod heaven Austin and Devin on YouTube. So check us out there. And um, as always, thanks for listening and we will see you next time. Episode 10 next week. It's going to be a banger. Thanks for watching, guys. Have a great day.